Hello, Phantom fans. My name is Sam Olmstead. His name is Justin Irwin. We are, this is the Dump and Chase podcast. Last week, we asked the questions, are the Phantoms good? After last weekend's road trip through the land of the violent Femmes and Bob Euchre, all signs point to yes. Right now, the Phantoms are a good team. We'll cover all of that in this episode, as well as look ahead to the final Phantoms home game of 2021 at the end of November. We'll also have an interview with Phantoms forward Ryan Alexander, and there's going to be some stats we throw out in this show that we haven't seen in a long time. So, Justin, it seems like the rebuild so far has progressed further than uh, we had originally hoped for. Yeah, you know, we've been kind of trying to temper our expectations here, but this past weekend, I think we exceeded them by a decent amount, and I can say that, yeah, we're a little ahead of what I would think the schedule was. All right. So starting off with uh, some news and notes uh, right off the bat, we're recording on uh, Monday night, the 22nd Um, earlier in the day, the Phantoms tweeted out or actually on Facebook rather come out listing five Phantoms as signing their NLIs or national letter of intent. Uh, I will just say I will avoid my typical rant on the um, verbal commits at age 12 or 14, but <laughs> yeah, um, you know, kudos to these guys. Uh, yeah. So um, announced today by the Phantoms signing their NLIs, uh, of course, Jaden Grant with uh, Bowling Green. Uh, we know he's been committed there. We talked to him about that, but uh, you know, finally put pen to paper. Uh, Chase Patella going to Michigan Tech, uh, Kyle Bettens with the University of Minnesota Duluth, Morgan Winters with the University of New Hampshire and Adam Ingram with uh, St. Cloud State University. Uh, so congratulations to all these guys. Uh, this is what the USHL is all about. Uh, get these kids to school. The vast majority of them, Division One schools, you know, get in with great programs, get an education. At the end of the day, that's what we want to see for these kids. And these are, you know, five kids right here. Uh, these universities got uh, really lucky in bringing them in. Yeah, I mean, and at this point, the Phantoms only have a handful of players, two or three at the most, I think, at this point, who aren't committed to a Division One school. So league makes some pretty grand uh, statements about, you know, their Division One commitments, and they are following through on it. So before we move on to the weekend recap, Justin, any other news, anything going on in the USHL? I haven't been paying attention. Mm, yeah, I, I don't know. Hearing some things about a dumpster fire. Yeah, the Omaha Lancers. Um, not to make too big a, a joke of it. Um, There's players sitting idle this weekend. Um, as a lot of people have heard, uh, there was... Um, some controversy with the coaching. The players have boycotted. The league has stepped in. They should play next weekend. Um, it's a very long, convoluted. Uh, we are not getting into it tonight. Uh, we might do a breakaway episode later on in the week and cover it a little more in depth. But yeah, it's been a, a pretty interesting week for the USHL on that front. Yeah, in, a, in our typical fashion, we, we had jokes at the beginning, mostly centered around the absolutely ridiculous statements that were coming um, from the Omaha franchise that everybody reading them pretty much knew was severely stretching the truth. 
if it, we can even come close to calling it that. Well, that's the thing is, I, I don't know if everybody realized that. It, it seemed nobody was calling it out. So I, I think we had to poke some jokes at it. Um, but yeah, it's gotten pretty serious. So we won't. Yeah, as as time has gone on, the more and more of the stories that are coming out and... The, the one I will bring up that just kind of infuriated me when I read it was this story about after the fall classic um, Omaha having a 14 hour bus trip from Pittsburgh back to Omaha, then basically having the driver drive 14 hours straight uh, when I believe federal laws say that he can only drive for eight, 10, 10, 10, 10 hours after eight hours of rest. Yeah. I, I mean, that's beyond penny pinching. That's putting people's lives at risk. It was a different scenario, but when you think back to the Humboldt tragedy, I mean, yeah, again, not the same scenario, but you have a bus driver fall asleep. You know, I can promise you, you know, fall asleep at the wheel with all those kids on the bus. I can promise you that, you know, wrongful death lawsuits and everything else would be a heck of a lot more expensive than booking a hotel for the night or, you know, swapping out drivers. Yeah. I, I um, mean, that that was that was the point when I heard that that was kind of where the jokes ended for me. Like, wow, not not only was it just this little petty stuff you were doing, that is serious. Well, I mean, and by petty, we mean, you know, totally disregarding tier one standards. Yeah. Um. Some of this, I, I you know, I, I you can go into whatever, you know, malnourishment on the road could lead to injuries, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. When you get to breaking uh traffic safety violations uh, it uh, no words but uh, maybe later on in the week um but yeah it's it's ugly that was just I, I i we wanted to keep it short that was just something i wanted to throw out there because that that honestly disgusted me when i heard that we had the, we had the same reaction so how about we move on to some happier news uh thankfully we have happier news in this neck of the uh league let's go in and talk about this uh past weekend the phantoms road trip up to wisconsin all right so this past weekend uh friday night phantoms take a trip to madison uh thankfully we won't have to see them again for a little while uh while they were there they decided to take a hop over to green bay on saturday uh, both of these games were wins. Uh, we'll go ahead, jump right in, start talking about them. The game on Friday at Madison. This was a 4-2 win for the Phantoms. We'll start off with the scoring in the first period. Jaden Grant got what ended up being his first of the game and his seventh of the season. This uh, led to uh, the Phantoms ending up leading at the end of the first period, one to nothing. Going into the second period, Jaden Grant gets his second of the game on the power play. Uh, followed up by Kyle Bettens, his seventh of the season. Also on the power play, Phantoms take a 3-0 lead. Uh, Madison's Tyler Haskins was able to pick one up on the power play. So uh, second period ends. Phantoms are up three to one. Third period starts uh, about halfway through the period. Uh, Madison's Nick DeSantis uh, gets a power play goal. Uh, brought Madison back within three to two. Ra- raised my blood pressure probably about a good 20, 25% <laughs> based on uh, what we dealt with last weekend, uh, last Friday when uh, Madison came to town. So yeah, blood pressure started going up a little bit. Thankfully, Phantoms are able to kill off a couple of uh, penalties there towards the end of the game. Ryan Alexander, with about three seconds left, uh, got an empty netter, his ninth of the season, and the Phantoms win four to two. Uh, Phantoms power play still trucking along. They were two for five in this game. Uh, penalty kill, they were five for seven. Uh, shots tilted towards Madison, 35 30. 
And Kyle Chavette gets the win. He saved 33 out of 35. So I would say if you want to compare this game with Madison to the game last Friday with Madison, I think this was a more complete win by the Phantoms than the game on last Friday was. Um, You saw a good defensive effort in the game last Friday. I think we saw a great defensive effort in this game. I think overall in the series, uh, you see one team or the other stepping up on defense, and that's what wins the game. They scored a goal. Like you, my blood pressure went up uh, uh, probably about 20 but I, you know, I was a little more confident this weekend, um, especially, you know, Kyle Chavette just still seems to be playing such solid uh, goal. So, yeah, as far as Madison, uh, I believe the saying goes, uh, we can't miss you if you won't go away. Uh, Madison went away. We missed them. They're back. Then they haven't gone away here for a while. So uh, thankfully, they'll be going away so we can miss them again. <laughs> uh, moving, moving on to Saturday night. The Phantoms traveling over to uh, Green Bay with the Gamblers. Uh, That was a 7-2 win for the Phantoms. Uh, First period, uh, the scoring, all Phantoms. Adam Ingram, his ninth of the season. Kyle Bettens, his eighth of the season. And Ryan Alexander, his tenth of the season. That came on the power play. First period ends, Phantoms are up 3 to nothing. And this was a a part that kind of made me laugh. Going into the second period, Green Bay would pick up the first goal of the period. That was Will staring. This is something I'll talk about later in four points. This goal was actually my favorite one of part of my uh, favorite moment of the entire weekend, but I'll get into that in four points. Uh, Then the Phantoms picked up two more in the second, Justin Varner, his fifth of the season and Adam Ingram, his 10th of the season and second of the game. So the Phantoms uh, head into the third period with a five, one lead tack on two more in the third Morgan winters, his second of the season, Uh, Kenta Isagai, his third of the season that came on the power play. Uh, Green Bay picked up uh, one more goal late in the third, a uh, few minutes left. Uh, that was Ryan Green. Uh, so yeah, end of the game, final score, Phantoms 7-2. to two. And again, like I mentioned, the Phantoms uh, power play, and we're going to get into that here in a little bit as well. Uh, the Phantoms power play again, uh, two for four on the night, penalty kill five for five. Uh, so completely shut Green Bay down, which wasn't that hard. Uh, their power play percentage was like 11.6% coming into this game, so... I'm sure it bumped that down a little bit more. Still not last. Still not last. Yeah. Uh, uh, shots in the game. That was 41-36 Green Bay. Kyle Chauvet stopped 39 of 41 shots. He was spectacular in this game. Kyle overall on the season with a record of seven wins, three losses, and one shootout loss. A 2.73 goals against average and a 9.15 save percentage. Yeah, the, the game on Saturday is what you wanted to see. You know, you talk about the mark of a good team. Green Bay is a team that is struggling right now. They came in on a five-game losing streak. This is a game, the way the Phantoms have been playing, you would think this is a game they should win. That's what you expect of good teams. And that is exactly what they did. They just completely dominated them in all three phases. Green Bay looked like they were just lost all over the ice. Um, They had their chances, um, but you didn't see a lot of follow-up. You didn't see a lot of sustained offense uh yeah Youngstown fairly well shut them down in this game yeah we we got opportunities we took advantage of them yeah Green Bay is sliding note they are directly behind us in the standings or were so it was kind of a big win in that regard you want to stay ahead of the teams behind you in the standings and you know the series between these teams is going to get a little bit weird here in the uh 
coming weeks. So it's good to get a 7-2 win in their barn. And that was the weekend recap. Coming up next is Four Points. So for the uninitiated, Four Points is where we break down the previous weekend into four categories. What we liked, what we didn't like, favorite moment, and weekend MVP. By virtue of rock, paper, scissors, I will be going first. What I liked from this past weekend, and we're seeing this more and more, I think we saw it at its highest level this past weekend, um, is just the intensity of all four lines being rolled onto the ice. Um, You didn't have drop-offs from shift to shift, and we've seen it in the past. You might have those one or two lines that just aren't matching the intensity on the drive of the other lines. I think this entire weekend, uh, we saw four highly committed lines that, quite frankly, from top to bottom, played their butts off. Yeah, I mean, I probably used the word consistency a little too much, but consistency. So what I liked, um, scoring first. Um, everybody knows it's better to play with the lead. The Phantoms certainly seem to play a lot better with the lead. We did that uh, consistently in both games, uh, especially on the road. You got to save energy. Um, if you're not uh, scrambling from behind, it, it definitely helps. Okay, so what I didn't like, and as far as the actual hockey itself, I really couldn't think of anything. Uh, so I went to my favorite punching bag in the entire United States Hockey League. And I'm not even going to say his name because I didn't even care to look it up to see what it was. Uh, That is the uh, play-by-play guy for Green Bay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) This this guy has been stuck in my craw for a couple years now. Um, On the one hand, he he does call a good game. I will give him that. It's the extracurriculars. It's the the after-the-whistle opinions that just... Yeah, just always kind of rubs me the wrong way. And it's not and I've watched Green Bay games. It's not just against Youngstown. He does it against everybody. You know, if a Youngstown player goes down, it's a good play. If a Green Bay player goes down, it's attempted murder. And I can't believe this kid hasn't been kicked out of the league already. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, I mean, there's guys who make animal noises, but at least they are a little more impartial. Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, the uh, second period during uh, towards the end of the second period. I want to say I may be wrong on that, but uh, yeah, Green Bay takes a kneeing penalty. It w- when you watched it live, it was very obviously a kneeing penalty. There was no doubt as to what it was. It was clear as day. Um, and on replay, it was and, a kneeing and on penalty. replay that I went back and looked at like four times. It was knee to knee. He declared after the whistle that it was a clean hit. It was shoulder to shoulder and the call was rubbish. I mean, with certainty, like, you know, he was on the glass watching this right there. Yeah. So, I mean, that's that that, that's how nitpicky I get in a weekend where I just couldn't find anything on the ice I didn't like. So Green Bay guy, it's all on you this week. Yeah, well, I mean, by virtue of rock, paper, scissors, um, I have to take the follow up. (laughs) Um so um, I'm going to say it's probably the same guy, but whoever handles the audio and the booth, um, I think you owe me money. I might have damaged speakers. I uh, I had ear I had yeah. earbuds in when I was listening to that. I, I may need new eardrums. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I'm sitting in my living room. Let's say, I mean, I don't have like a real power i mean they're mostly bookshelf speakers and little satellite speakers 
but I, I got a, a okay Onkyo uh, sound system with Polk Audio speakers, and I got it turned up. I'm enjoying myself, and then all of a sudden I hear kind of a thump, crash, boom, and then all of a sudden the audio just shoots up, and I, I, I have no idea what the heck is going on, and I learned something. My Onkyo peaks out. Um, the lowest volume it will go is negative um, 84.5 uh, decibels. I-, I could still hear it. Negative <laughs> 85 is mute. It goes, it flashes an infinity symbol and it's mute. I-, I could still hear it. And then when they finally normalized it out, I'm at like neg 50 to neg 40. And that's like way too low. Yeah, um, from from one audio guy to another, when you're driving down the road and you see a you know a red stoplight, the the red is an indication of something you really need to pay attention to. Uh, same thing with a stop sign. If you see an ambulance driving down the street or a fire truck with flashing red lights, um, that's an indication something is not good. <laughs> um, the same goes for a soundboard, whether an actual physical soundboard or something you're looking at on a computer screen. Um, If you see flashing red lights in your audio levels, uh, that's a warning. That means you're doing something called peaking, and in peaking, you're also clipping, uh, which translates to the garbled mess that caused my ears to bleed on Saturday night uh, when you started playing your little intro music before the game started. Even my little Zoom field recorder blinks when you peak. (laughs) Okay, so we'll move on here. Uh, favorite moment. Um, I, I was talking about this a little bit ago. Uh, my favorite moment from this weekend was uh, actually Kenta Isagai's goal on Saturday. Uh, that goal came on the power play. The uh, And again, this goes back to the uh, commentator from Green Bay. Uh, he was talking before the game about how Green Bay was on a five-game losing streak, but Youngstown was coming to town. Uh, so he more or less insinuated, because it was Youngstown, uh, not to worry, this losing streak will be over soon. Um, after jumping out three to one, uh, three to nothing, you could kind of start hearing his soul die a little, uh, <laughs> uh, and then green Bay picked up a goal. It was three to one. And he was very confident in declaring that the comeback was on, you know, here we go again. It was the level of confidence yeah. there. Uh, so Kenta's Kenta Isagai's goal was the uh, fourth goal. The Phantom scored after he made that proclamation, ma- making the score seven to one. And you just heard all but defeat in his voice uh, from that point on to the rest of the game. So for me, uh, that was definitely most definitely my favorite moment of the weekend. Yeah, I, I mean, we were having some good fun with the, this the private messages. <laughs> um, so I, I shared your joy in yeah. that. Um, uh, you know, when you're having fun on the weekend and this is uh, your favorite moment, then all is well. So I guess my favorite moment, Saturday, Adam Ingram got us out to a one nothing lead. We thought goal was disallowed. Adam Ingram gets us out to a one nothing lead again. So, uh, you know, just one of those little moments. Um, you see a guy on a hot streak. Um, he's, what, now fourth in the league in um, scoring. Um, first by a long shot in rookie scoring. When he comes out and makes that kind of statement, you feel a lot better about the remaining, you know, 40 some minutes of the game. All right. So my weekend MVP, actually, this will be the first time I haven't given it to a player. I'm actually giving it to Phantom's assistant coach, Andy Contois uh, for the game on Friday. 
Apparently, after what transpired last weekend, Brad Patterson was given a one-game suspension that was served on Friday. He was not on the bench. It would have been nice to know this beforehand. Um, All I have to say is whoever is in charge of the transactions and suspensions page on the USHL's website, I hope to God they're not sending that person to Omaha to try to sort things out. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Wow. And that's that's not a burn on Omaha. That's a burn on, yeah. Um, missing in action since last February. Uh, but yeah, you're, you're, you know, you're on the road, you're coming into this game in Madison, a team that, uh, so, you know, up to that point in four games has beaten you three of them. You split with them the weekend before they're a tough team to play this year. And for them to play as good as a game as they did under him filling in, honestly, I think, um, a lot of the credit goes for him stepping in to that role for that game, stepping in for Brad, um, in leading the team the way he did. So yeah, he's def- most definitely my weekend MVP. That's a very good choice. Yeah, I don't know what happened with the um, suspensions over the uh, week. Usually we get uh, appraised of these things unofficially. I assume this probably came in pretty late. So um, for me though, uh, weekend MVP... I guess we're going to get sick of saying this, but shout out to you. Put some respect on this name. Uh, Kyle Chavek. Um, Just astronomical numbers, which the um, little number uh, fairy came down and wrote me out uh, a sheet here. Wherever the sheet Apparently is. Apparently the tech fairy. Uh, running yeah, a little no, late. The, uh, wind- yeah, no, the window fairy buried it uh, on uh, page nine. So, yeah, I, as you've mentioned, uh, Shavit is 7-3-0-1 on the season. He's been in goal for 15 out of our 18 points. First four games, a little bit on the rocky side. A lot of this might be the play in front of him. 1-3-0-0, uh, 4-2-3 goals against, uh, 8.75 save percentage. Last seven games, six oh oh and one. That's just you know phenomenal. Any way you look at it, uh, one point nine eight goals against average, and a point nine three seven save percentage. My notes put that second in the East, uh, uh behind um, Nick Hass from uh, Chicago, uh, who I believe is currently injured. So. Also, I guess Chavette has only allowed more than two goals in three of 11 games. That's that's incredible. Uh, I You know, no words. He's just, he's playing phenomenal in that. Um, a big reason for the Phantom's success. Um, he's confident and consistent. What is this, like three weeks in a row now he's won one of our, I mean, he's deserved it. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not going to complain if the goalie is our weekend MVP three weeks in a row. Uh, those... That means those were three pretty good weeks. Not when we've been begging for goalies to steal us games in the yeah. past. Um, and you know what? Another player we seem to mention a lot, well, because he scores a lot, that helps, uh, is Ryan Alexander. So Ryan came to Youngstown in a draft day trade with Dubuque. Uh, we got Ryan and Dubuque got the first overall pick in the phase two draft. Uh, with that pick, Dubuque selected the NTDP alum, Justin Janicki. So uh, how's that trade going, you ask? Uh He's at Notre Dame. <laughs> Yay. We, we, we got, we got Ryan Alexander. They traded up for that pick. They got Justin Janicki. He's currently at Notre Dame. Uh, so I think we'll call that a win for us. <laughs> Definitely. 
Yeah, but this was an interview I was really looking forward to. And thanks to Matt Lipsack and an extra locker room, now you'll just hear a bit of an echo in the interview instead of every noise and voice inside the Cavelli Center after a game. And I swear I can't figure it out. I'm basically like the equivalent of like backstage of a hockey arena. And it sounds like I'm in the middle of a kitchen of a restaurant. That's a good analogy. Yeah. So, uh, that, no, that's literally what it sounds like. Like, no, you hear, I exactly you hear a noise like plates rattling. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's probably the um, the um, concessions. Maybe it is plate rattling. Uh, they don't have what paper plates. I, that, that, that's you know, not that's not a knock on the Cavelli yeah. concession stands. That's they have paper plates. That's yeah. Uh, I don't want to know what the prices would be if they were using the uh, fine china when serving us food. Uh, <laughs> again, not a knock. Uh, so without further ado, here is my interview with Phantoms forward Ryan Alexander. Okay, and now we're back here by the locker room of the Cavelli Center after the game uh, on Saturday night. Phantoms lose to Madison 5-3. to I am here with Ryan Alexander. Now, Ryan, congratulations already. You've had a great start to this season. You're probably one of the more energetic players I have ever seen um, in a Phantoms uniform. Um, has that always been a part of your game? Have you always played with that much intensity? Yeah, just, uh, always just worked hard. Um, never... Uh was the most skilled guy on any of the teams I played on. So always thought that hard work's the way to get by. So yeah, always stuck with it. Okay, so you've played a couple seasons in the Ontario Junior Hockey League, and now uh, you're in your second season in the USHL. Do you feel like your style of play translates better down here in the States? Um, I mean, the league I was playing in was definitely weaker. So definitely needed to uh, adjust my game a lot. So it's it's hard to compare the two, but um, for sure the USHL is just way tougher. Got definitely got a battle harder. But yeah. Now um, on the ice over the past month or so, um, with the exception of tonight, because I wrote this question this way, you've uh, consistently been out there on a line with uh, Stephen and Evan. How, why do you think you the three of you have worked so well together over the past month? Ah, uh, yeah. It's... There's, there's a little bit of a language barrier with Steven, but uh, yeah, we found a way to communicate. Ev's a speedy little guy, um, always zipping around somewhere, and Steve could always find passing lanes, and he's a great passer, and then I just uh, bury what he gives me while uh, Ev creates speed. So yeah, it's uh, it's been pretty good. So you're uh, committed to Arizona State. Now, growing up in the Toronto area, how much of a factor? How much of a factor was the winter weather uh, as far as wanting to go to Tempe, Arizona? I mean, it was definitely a perk. <laughs> uh, yeah, once they gave me the tour, and uh, all I was seeing was palm trees. Yeah, it's definitely hard to say no. So you're saying there's not a lot of palm trees in Toronto? No, no. <laughs> Hockey Hall of Fame, but no palm trees. Yeah, it's yeah. a little different. Okay. Um, all right, last question. Um, I, everybody else I've inter- interviewed so far, I've asked this. So, thinking of all of your teammates, which one of your teammates would you most not want to have to take a punch from? Oh, that's Wally easily. <laughs> yeah, no. I'm... That's everybody has said Wally so yeah. far. It's, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun when I get to him because that's who everybody has said yeah, that's so a far. Scary but... punch. For yeah. Sure. <laughs> all right. Well, Ryan, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. Right, Thanks thank for taking you. the time. Okay, uh, I pointed out on Twitter on Friday that the weekend before I had interviewed Jaden Grant and Ryan um, and both scored goals this past Friday night. Uh, So my plan, hopefully this week is to uh, talk to Kyle Chevette. So hopefully that streak continues uh, when Youngstown travels to New York for the American Cup. So I'll have to ask uh, 
Chauvet, uh, try to get a goal for me. <laughs> Help keep this streak alive. <laughs> I've been waiting for to see it from a, from a Phantoms goalie, so I, I'm really I'm really rooting for you. On so this yeah, one. we got a little bit of a streak going here. So hopefully Kyle helps us out, and uh, when he goes up to uh, Rochester, can pick up a goal for us and keep this going. But yeah, so that's about a week away. Uh, this weekend, we will be welcoming the Chicago Steel back to the Cavelli Center. Uh, for, like I said earlier, the final game of final home game of 2021 that is taking place at the end of November. Thank you, Disney. <laughs> Don't make the mouse mad. <laughs> All right, so like I said, uh, this Friday at the Cavelli Center, puck drop is 7.05 p.m. The Chicago Steel are coming back to the Cavelli Center. Uh, this is the Phantom Fights Cancer Night. Various things will be going on. All proceeds from this game uh, will be going to the Hockey Fights Cancer Organization. Uh, the last time uh, Chicago was in town, this was the last meeting with the Phantoms. Uh, that was a 5-1 win for the Phantoms, and that was on Halloween. Remember that game very well. Uh, even though I was listening to it and then later went home and watched it. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, Chicago is coming into this game with a record of 13 wins, two losses and four overtime losses. That is good for 30 points. And of course, first place in the Eastern Conference. Uh, Youngstown is coming into this game with a record of eight wins, seven losses and two sh uh, shootout losses. That is good for 18 points. Uh, points wise, they are tied with Dubuque for third in the Eastern Conference. Uh, but they go by the uh, points percentage now just in case games are missed. So that actually puts them in fourth right behind Dubuque. So depends on how you want to look at it. Chicago up to this point in the season after 19 games, uh, they're averaging 3.84 goals per game, uh, giving up 2.79 goals per game. Uh, Youngstown bumping the number up. They are up to 3.35 uh, goals scored a game on average, uh, giving up 3.12 goals. Um, and the funny thing is, this is the first time all season and I believe and who knows in how long the Phantoms are actually on the uh, plus side of the goal differential. Yeah, I mean, at least this far into the season. Plus, hey, I we're going to be uh, coming out of Thanksgiving weekend plus 500 or eh, uh, plus we're going to be uh, coming out of Thanksgiving weekend at uh, 500 or better. That's a win. And then uh, looking at special teams, uh, Chicago power play, a little bit of a slide lately. They've dropped down to 22.8%. Uh, that is fourth in the East. Uh, their penalty kill uh, still trucking along pretty well, 84.6%. That is good for second. Uh, Youngstown uh, have got their power play percentage up 26.6%. That is good for second, uh, not only in the Eastern Conference, but second in the entire USHL. Uh, penalty kill is better than it has been, uh, still has a little ways to go, but uh, definitely we've been seeing some improvements on the penalty kill. Phantoms are at 74.2%, and that is sixth in the East. Um, as always, if you can't make it out to the game, uh, you should try really hard to, uh, but if you can't, uh, you can watch the game on Hockey TV. You can also listen along on Western Reserve Radio. It's kind of strange. It seems like we've been mentioning Western Reserve Radio a lot lately. Uh, definitely a lot more than uh, we have in the past. Yeah, we're we're getting to be good friends yeah. with them. <laughs> um, yeah, Hockey TV, Western Reserve Radio. That'll be our great and wonderful friend, Matt Lipsack, on the call uh, with his second in command, Alexis Davis. I've neglected to mention her name. She's been around for uh, going on a season and a half now. I've neglected to mention her name. I promise I will not make that mistake again. 
you know, getting to go uh, behind the scenes now, getting to meet her uh, wonderful young lady, very bright, intelligent young lady, uh, much, uh, much more so than Matt. So he's really got that uh, really lucked out there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we'll not make that mistake again. So sorry, Alexis. So, yeah, your thought. I mean, your thoughts on this weekend, you know, Chicago, Chicago still carrying on. They're still winning games. They are not winning games, I would say, as easily as they're accustomed to. Um, It has been. It has been much tougher for them. Yeah, they are not as dominant. There is some vulnerability there. As I mentioned before, Nick Haas, their their starting goalie, he's currently injured. I'm not sure on his status. Gibson Homer, former NTDP goalie, he's not been exactly the greatest. So, um, yeah, I, I think we have a good chance especially if we play them like we did before or like we've played Madison and Green Bay. We've shown we can do this. There is no reason why we can't. Okay, so as much fun as this has been, it's time to mosey on out of here. So let's take it home. All right, so make sure to check out next week's episode where we'll break down what went right or wrong uh, with Chicago. And like I said before, fingers crossed, I hope I'll be able to get an interview with uh, Phantoms goaltender Kyle Chavette. Uh, And we'll look ahead to the Phantoms traveling to Rochester, New York for two games uh, with the Green Bay Gamblers in the American Cup. uh, New event this year. Uh, Tickets are on sale, apparently. (laughs) well that's a big definitely maybe um yeah i i believe there was a finally an announcement made at some point maybe after people started tweeting i couldn't tell you i mean not like a scenario like somebody from the phantoms uh tweeting out the uh, link for the tickets and then the ushl who said absolutely nothing about it tweeting out half an hour later uh the same link that was just tweeted out before uh Good thing the fine folks in Youngstown are on top of this stuff to uh, help us out and and help the USHL out as well. It's not like this is the first time that, you know, somebody has randomly tweeted something and then finally the USHL has woken up and started responding. "Ah, Maybe we'll work on those transactions at a later date. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I don't know about you. I think I think that was a pretty good episode there. I think we did pretty well. Eh? I mean, I mean, I mean, better than the Lincoln Stars podcast. I'll say that, but. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, experience. Yeah. You, 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 you've heard of that. The Lincoln Stars podcast, uh, Thunderstruck, hosted by Brandon Anderson and Gene Cotter, available on Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Amazon, uh, Apple Podcasts. Yeah, you've, those guys, you've heard of them, right? I am vaguely taking shots. Six episodes in, they're taking shots at us. I, I got news for those guys. We've done more bad episodes than you've done total. Wait, uh, wait. Oh, no, I, di- I didn't do that right. <laughs> You'll edit that, right? Sad trombone music. That works just as well. But yeah, seriously, nothing but love for those guys. Uh, our, our, our new friends over in Lincoln. Uh, it's not always easy doing what we do. So a lot of respect for uh, what they're pulling off over there. So as always, the Dump and Chase podcast is brought to you by HockeyFan.com, a site uh, that this Thanksgiving I am very thankful for. Uh, just how much do I appreciate HockeyFan.com? I was actually thinking about this the other day and my finding the site as I signed up to be a season ticket holder um, ended up being my in uh, to introduce myself to Justin and a uh, 
you know, from that came a friendship and a partnership that has caused him to lose most of his hair. So uh, for that, I am thankful. And I'm thankful that I don't have to shave my head quite as much anymore. Um, my blog by the numbers, uh, we're changing things up a little bit. I'll just say briefly here, um, still being a little early in the season, it's a little tedious, uh, to try to come up with something weekly when you only have a couple new games worth of information to go off of. Uh, so actually what I'll be doing, uh, until we get closer to playoff time, it'll only, uh, come out at the end of every month. Um, I promise you it'll be a lot more interesting than weekly right now, but yeah, might, might do something with the numbers, uh, posting them on Twitter in the meantime. Uh, during the week if people want to stay updated with them also don't forget to subscribe to us on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, google podcast amazon music or some podcast service that is run out of a yurt in argentina uh for the latest <laughs> for the latest phantoms news and updates follow us on twitter and facebook all of these wonderful links can be found in the description on our link tree page and this holiday season we are most thankful for you the listeners uh, this almost three-year journey is just getting started, and we're excited for where we're going. Uh, we hope you'll continue along. Again, maybe some big news coming up, hopefully here sooner than later. We might have slightly hinted towards it a little bit earlier. Uh, so if you want to go back and try to figure that out, uh, be my guest. Uh, so for Justin Irwin, I'm Sam Olmstead. Uh, happy Thanksgiving from our families to yours, and bye now. Bye now.